Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. I'm Nick. I'm here with Mike and Josh, fresh off of Atlantic City Open, all three of us. Fresh. Yeah. Yeah, fresh. (laughs) Day after. (laughs) My voice is a little gone. And I, yeah. I wasn't even yelling. I have to thank Ryan for all the yelling. <laughs> and Josh, Josh did some yelling too, but uh, we'll get there. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm tired, but I'm good. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun weekend. It's always nice to see everybody, but that post-convention hangover hits real hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got in not long ago and haven't had much sleep. I actually slept like 11 hours last night. Oh, Same. <laughs> I got about three. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah, you awesome. didn't get home till like two a.m., right? Yeah, and the kids don't cooperate with uh, my sleep schedule. So <laughs> why would they? <laughs> I know exactly. It's it's my fault. Uh, we'll get there though. Um, we got a lot of news the last few weeks. Um, we're actually recording this uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, early. I afternoon. say Monday, so we're recording when we usually drop this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll, right. Yeah, it'll be out like two hours late today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as my, soon as my, we drop this, we'll get like the battle force rules or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Geez, Friday was a day. I was I was traveling and I had a. I think I was waiting for Mike to pick me up at the airport because he had to work. And it was about. I was there about four hours and for just straight four hours, I had the, the Discord open and it was like new information, new information, new information. Yeah, I was setting up uh, tables. And, yeah, my battery dropped like eighty percent just watching that. So yeah, I think that day. was Thursday because that mm-hmm. that day really threw me off because like I woke up in Pottstown, went to work, was at the airport, was at Atlantic City, went to an Airbnb, and then I woke up the next day and it was still somehow only Friday morning and I wasn't sure how all that happened. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, should we should we dive into the news before we get into the good stuff later on though? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think we can quickly hit the. Uh, the bounty hunter cards that came out like 13 days ago because they dropped the day that we posted our last episode. Yep. As expected. <laughs> yeah. We, we kind of joked mean, about it on the cast. We've been getting so much like information lately, which has been great. So it's like, we're going to miss some stuff. It's like totally going to happen. And that's totally yeah, fine. I'm, I'm real stoked for Boba. Um, as you've probably seen by now, he's got the extra melee die. He's got an extra die on the range one to two gun, the integrated rockets, and it's also now versatile. And he's gained that uh, independent aim one or dodge one. So seems real strong. Yeah, all good things for Boba Fett. He, he's also gained that comm slot, so you could throw this new emergency transponder on him uh, or an HQ uplink if you somehow have like an extra 160 points to spare in your list building. Um, but I'm excited to try him with the Iden Boba 333 now um, because that list is also kind of order control hungry. And if Boba's getting tokens, if he doesn't have an order, it seems worth a shot. Yeah, and one thing to note on his card uh, and those uh, circles he has, he has one gray circle and it looks like he's only available in the Empire. Uh, so he's not going to be CIS, obviously not Republic and not Rebels either. Yeah, and I also think we got confirmation, as we'll talk about later, not think, we got confirmation, as we'll talk about later, for the Shadow Collective Battle Force that Boba is not available there either. So we'll get the new rules, I think, June 14th or 16th, the ROG for Shadow Collective. Yeah, but I think the, the article said the 14th. The 14th? So, hey, it's my yeah, birthday. 14th. <laughs> um, that's a nice birthday present. And, uh, <laughs> Happy birthday. So yeah, Boba is still just going to be Empire only, but he'll have the new Mercenary rules and a new card. I mean, it makes sense that he's not available in Shadow Collective because he was like 12 or 13. 
like Shadow Collective was a very brief thing, so it makes sense that he wouldn't be available there. I know, like, you know, people are all hoping, but um, it's a bummer. But he got, yeah, he, yeah, he got a little bit of help, but he probably needed the most of the three bounty hunters, in my opinion. That's um, fair. Yeah, I think if we get to Cad Bane here, I think he got all. I think uh, Cad got too much help. Cad got I, too much help. I think. I think he probably needed the least help and got the most. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, think an argument can be said needed... for Bosk. Yeah, uh, but th- um, there are lists where Bosk is is viable, though. Yeah. Like yeah. Boba is viable in some lists too, but to lesser extent than Bosk. But Cad was certainly making waves and has been showing up in mm-hmm. top eights. Doing I mean, really well. Bosk or Boba haven't been showing up there. Yep. At least I don't think Bosk has. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. there is only that. really one list for Bosk right now, so yeah, maybe this will help him. Cad overall, Cad gains uh, a second training slot, um, a comm slot because I don't believe he had that before, right? Uh, he did because you could take he the uplink before. Yeah, right? yeah the so he, uplink. Yeah. yeah, he gains his training slot. Um, he gained independent dodge too, so he gets two dodges if he doesn't have an order token. He gained an additional uh, point of danger sense up to three. Um, yeah, so he's now Danger Sense 3. And his surge to hit changed to surge to crit. Um, and he dropped 15 he's points. Yeah, he's 105 points. <laughs> Whoa. Did his Courage go up, or was he always 3? He was actually always Courage 3. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah, I had to look that up, because I it ha- popped up in an Invader League game yesterday. Zodiac had two suppression on his Cad Bane, and they were like, why didn't he rally? This could be important. And I was like, oh, even old Cad is Courage 3. He's brave, brave guy. Brave chap. Um, and he's available in CIS and the Empire. So, Which I'm Empire. really excited about as an Empire player. As, as, we were talking yeah. just before the, the show. I think you said that you were going to mess with some CAD and Empire, and I think I'm going to spend some more time with CAD and CIS. So I'm yep. excited to see how our experiences differ. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeez. Dodge 2 is just, especially with all the dodges right now, and there's only, what, six units with high velocity, maybe five. Yeah, snipers and AATs. Snipers, Iden, Dell, AAT, Cassian. Cassian. So six, yeah. Mm-hmm. So man, dodge two, especially in CIS, because you had just that perfect order control, and so it's like, oh, here we go. Here's a, basically an order token and two free dodges every turn. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw a crit on top of that. Slot. So you <laughs> basically just gave me a thirteen points cut and gave me SA staple to my card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of options there for that that second training. It's like, yeah. he, and he needed it before, and now there's like new cards that like he wants to take. Yeah, and like I also duck think and cover, this, so you get your third dodge if you mm-hmm. need it. And and I think this makes um, the gauntlets a little bit more viable as well <laughs> because if Cad was already going to be okay at 120, why not try the gauntlets at 115? Yeah, you know, it's not like they're a bad upgrade card. They're they're effective at what they do, but you know, Cad at 135 plus is is kind of pricey. Cad at 115 plus is a, a whole other story. There. Yeah. And I do think he's actually pretty interesting in that second training slot, and especially if you're taking the gauntlet to have duck and cover as well, because that two pips value, I, I think, skyrockets quite a bit. Um, so I, I think having that second training slot is a big deal for him, because I've seen a lot of people put duck and cover on him. So I'm actually, I don't know if I'm going to spend too much time trying this, but something like uh, SA and Tenacity, if you're running the gauntlets version, is also kind of interesting, because now it's five red surge crit. Like yeah, that, it doesn't have Pierce, but it's still five red with an immobilized token. Yeah, yeah. in a melee, that's really hard. Three to hit. immobilized tokens. 
Yeah. Is it Immobilize 3? It's, it's Immobilize 3. Nothing's moving ever. Yeah. Yeah, except you because he could move out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so CAD seems really viable. I'm excited to try some uh, double some double bounty lists in um, CIS soon. As soon as I start, get out there to play again. So. Yeah. Should we chat about Bosk? Yeah. Yeah. He's um, also down to 105 points. I think what he was, was he before. Was he 115? I think he was 115. The article okay. says that he is, his cost has been reduced, and I don't think he was 110. Yeah, it, I'm looking at it right now. He's 115. Okay. Uh, he also yeah. gained scale, which is awesome, because Bosk should have gotten scale literally a year ago when everything else did <laughs> yeah instead of expert climber because yeah we mm-hmm. climb a lot <laughs> yep. and then the only other change to boss is he has gained independent surge too which is neat uh, i think it's I'm a kinda, big deal for him yeah i'm glad so. that they didn't give him independent aim um because he's also now available in empire and cis yeah so oh, yeah, independent geez. aim and cis would be pretty gross um but you know making his surge making his defense the same as his like recover ability is i think is nice or projectability yeah. is nice. I think it gives him a lot of viability in CIS as well, because now you don't have to uh, babysit him with guards. Mm-hmm. Um, or otherwise, in CIS, he could just easily get popped off the board with yeah. no way to protect him. Right. It's yep. not hard to one-shot seven wounds if they don't surge, but like a yeah. white surging save, he's probably going to get shot two to three times before he falls. Yeah. Especially with cover. Does that change anything for Empire for him? I don't really think so. Because like Bosk needs an order and empire, so you're not really going to make any use of that independent surge too. You're going to be pretty happy with the cost reduction, but that's probably about it. Yeah, I, I think it may, it'll it'll definitely make him more sticky. Because um, I still think in empire he's going to be next to uh, next to guards, and there are some like especially with pout, like there are turns where you want to play and now you'll die or uh, given your anger, and so now he'll still he'll have a little bit of extra protection instead of just the order. So I, I I think the independent definitely makes less sense in the empire as it does in CIS. Um, because a lot of times those bounty hunters, you still want orders, but I mean, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah. It's definitely and in double bounty too, though. So I, I think there's a lot of times where he'll, he won't have an order in that. Yeah. It's, it seems real good. I'm excited. We also got, uh, a, a new upgrade card, uh, I guess, from what I'm seeing online on the chatter, it looks like they forgot to print a one of uh, Gar Saxon's uh, upgrade cards um, because it's posted on the uh, uh, on the current Atomic Mass Games website. It's a Saxon's Combat Shield. It's an equipment. Um, Gar Saxon only 10 points. You gain Shielded 1 and Recharge 1. During the end phase, if this unit did not flip any active shield tokens this round, it may flip up to one of its inactive shield tokens. Yeah, recharge. That's something new that we haven't seen yet, right? Correct. It doesn't seem... Yeah. Generator is the Droidica one. And then you have recharge... Wait, no. What's the other one? Uh, Sabine's one is like... uh, Sabine says something different, I think. Yeah. Uh, There's no rebel players here. We don't know. (laughs) Uh, no No one who plays enough Sabine. We're getting there. Yeah. And then you have uh, whatever the AA5 does. Yeah. Uh, uh, hers well, has I, you recharge one? Oh, hers has recharge one. Why does it Oh, so, as... wait, why is it different then? When you recover, flip one inactive shield token and then, huh. Uh, it's a shield. Oh, it's the same exact word. 
Oh, it's so Gars. Ah, this is different. So Gars, Gars allows him to flip it back for free the following round, kind oh, of like gotcha. a sort oh, of like geez. a I guess cycle. It basically has like cycle, uh, I guess, in a way. Yeah, big brain in over here. So, sorry, yeah, guys. That's we're, why, I, yeah, we're again. coming back from AC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just read this. It wasn't, so that would make sense because it's 10 points where Sabine's is five. And I know yeah. it's a cross-faction comparison, but really he would potentially get it twice as many times as Sabine uh, because of that. So More things that, for Gar Saxon. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's and, just you know, a, like in addition to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. I was like, huh, wait, because oh, it's not geez. in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. That was embarrassing. Here we go. That convention right. hangover is real. This seems, oh, <laughs> this, yeah, this seems pretty good. Um, I like it's this pricey, a lot. but it's it's good. It's definitely it, better priced than Sabine's was when it was printed. That's yeah. true. And <laughs> one of the things we talked yeah. about last, I guess, two weeks ago when we talked about Gar is that he himself is really fairly priced, but he's got a lot of upgrades that will very mm-hmm. quickly build on each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I doubt you're taking something like the shield and the long range gun because now he's 25 uh, points more. Well, I think you would take I think you take the shield with the long range gun. So over taking it I was going to say, if you if you take the long range gun, I think you have to take the shield. Really? I, I don't think you have like to. He's really, I feel like he's really vulnerable but with the long range gun. Shields don't work in melee. And if you're putting him like, if you're using him to like, uh, if you're putting the flamethrower on him, the implication is, is that you're going to like, you're not afraid to get him into the, into the fight at some point. So uh, the shield is less useful in melee because you can't use it at all. Um, there's also, uh, I also don't like it now that I think about it. Cause ion spiders exist and they're just going to like, Oh, oh, we we haven't gone to the ACO talk yet. (laughs) My my salt level is not high enough to bring the spiders into it yet. Hey, hey, I love my spiders. So do I. I mean, I'll probably still just take, well, yeah, I'll probably still just take them with uh, up close and personal and recon intel, but it's an option. Like if I find Mm -hmm. out uh, that he's taking a lot of hits in the way that I play, then sure, I'll probably bring it. But I, I think I'd go like, UCAP and prepared supplies for the same price. Because they're both gear slots at that point. I'll just take Uh, the dodge because if I'm only going to get shot one time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's this. Does he have two gear slots? It's a little different. It's the same. Well, it's less points. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if you take, like, up close and personal and prepared supplies, it's 10 points, which is the same as the shield. Yeah, I and guess I think you'll one... probably get the same value out of him. Yeah, because he has what two cards that give him out maneuver, and so... yeah, two and the three pip, I think. Yeah, the two and the three pip. So there's likely a time where if you're going to use that prepared supplies once, and that essentially equals what the shield does, and then uh, up close and personal definitely gives you what the uh, what the shield does, but every turn. Yeah, guys, want to quickly hit the upcoming pre-orders? Oh yeah, we got a whole lot of the uh, stuff. Yeah, um, we've got uh the Mando Din is it Din Jaren? Yeah. Dinjarin. Din Jaren. Dinjarin. Din okay. Din right. mm. So he'll be available for pre order. Um he's according to the back of the box, he'll be compatible with Rebels and Empire. Rebel and they did mention that he's a bounty hunter, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I should pull up the link. Yeah, I was traveling and there was so much going on. It was really hard for me to pay attention to. So I, <laughs> I don't so know. <laughs> we did some we did some live reacting last cast. Let's just do it again. Uh, it does right. say expands the game's mercenary forces with his skills as a bounty hunter. Uh, so, yay. 
Yay! Uh, does that mean that like rebels are getting bounty? Yeah, I hope like not. It. That's terrifying. Sounds bounty like and it. secret mission. Let's go. Yay, Dan R2. Bounty secret mission. New meta. Uh, we also Two trash got... cans to stop now. <laughs> well, Oof. we've got more trash cans because we have the IG series coming. <laughs> yeah, that one was that's dropped on the Asmodee store as well. Yes, that's also Empire and Rebels. Mm-hmm. And they actually showed like a, an image of the models, and they look sweet. <clears throat> they do look sweet. I'm excited to see what they look like in person because the hard plastic seems like they could show some really cool like facial facial details with the droids. Yeah, I wonder it would at the price. I wonder if you're getting two, two. I hope you're getting two models in there. I I would think so because if you look at the box, um, like there's... oh, two plastic miniatures. Two okay, there cards. you go. Five command cards, two upgrade cards, one token sheet, one insert sheet. Uh, yep, compatible with Empire and Rebels. You know, yeah. Now, is this uh, just IG88? Because I don't, I only remember him as uh, the backside has IG11 and IG88. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah IG88 and then uh, whatever. That that was the one that was reprogrammed, right? Right. IG eleven is like the spinny guy from the beginning of Mando. Yeah. And uh, why can't I remember his name? Krill. Quill. Quill. Man. Quill. Yeah. He like reprogrammed him. I guess yeah, that makes for him nanny a duty. Yeah. For nanny duty. For nanny duty. I mean, everybody who's like who liked Star Wars in the nineties is going to be super psyched for IG eighty eight because. Yeah. I mean, Based on yes. the age demographic of ACO, that's basically like all of the winners. <laughs> <laughs> um, Except the winner. Except the winner. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, we also have Swoop Bikes. Yes, we do. Rebel did, and Gar. Did, did we get a lot of information on them, the Swoop Bikes? No. Not that no. I'm aware of. I don't, I don't think we did. Um, I think we just got like the... I think they showed the models and then they went up for pre-order on the store. Um, this one's showing uh, August nineteenth. So the models look sick. <laughs> the dude has an axe. <laughs> so that's what I was just about to say. I'm kind of like terrified because it's got an axe. Like the speeders tend to be either really horrendous or really busted in mm-hmm. Legion. Like there's no mm-hmm. in between. So let's see what happens when we have like flying guys with axes, so they can drive oh. me faster to hit them with my laser axe. That's right, laser axe. It's just forty k now. So I think uh, if they're anything like the other speeders in the game where they have compulsory, um, I think now we have a reason to think that field commander from the AA5 mm-hmm. uh, yeah. is interesting. Uh, yeah. Because now that's four, at minimum, four suppression you can hand out whenever they activate. Yep. So that makes it a little bit more interesting. I'm still not sold on that, but... Because, well, yeah. what did it say? You can take, oh, no, only three, because it only said, oh, no, no, zero th- to three support. I know we haven't got into that yet, but zero to three support, so. We, we so it looks like there will be sets of two, according to the box, and this line on the back of the box is kind of interesting. Able to get their riders into the thick of the fight quickly where they can cause the most chaos and destruction. So we might actually have our first, like, up-close-and-personal speeder unit. Because so far, <laughs> like, Staps excel at range three. You know, T-47s are great at range three. This one might work a little bit differently. Yay, more melee units. Yay! It's your Magnus ready, Evan. You're going to need them. We also got um, the Shadow Collective Battle Force. Like, uh, uh, what do do we call this? Like the list building uh, restriction? Force Force Organization organization chart. chart. 
which is slightly different than uh, the ones we've been working with for regular 800 point legion. Yeah. Um, do you want to go through all... the units that are included with Shadow Collector first, or do you want to go through like the org itself? Uh, let's go through the units first. I mean, there's not really any real surprises here anymore. So, I guess um, Boba is the biggest surprise. Boba was the biggest surprise, I think. I, I, but I didn't expect it anyway, just because the timeline doesn't add up. And it's like he was like 12 years old, and he didn't really. I don't think he fought with Maul. So, I mean, um, all of your clones are like four year old child soldiers. If you want to get true. on that path. It's true. Yeah, well, we don't know how long Maul was with the Shadow Collector, though, because at the end of Solo, he was like a crime lord. So. Crimson Dawn, though, that was his second foray into it. Is oh, different. They're not the same. They're not the same. I thought okay. it was. Shadow Collective kind of died there at Clone Wars Season 7 at the end there during the Siege of Mandalore. Oh. So, yeah, it basically like died. Yeah. But at Nick that point, resident yeah. Star Wars expert, as you can tell, because because I thought like at the end of that episode, sorry, spoilers for anyone that hadn't seen it. He was like, oh, it's to go talk to all the leaders and retreat or something when they're in the tunnels. Yeah, like maybe. That. But it's I figured like, it's like all the same people. Sure. Uh, I In Solo, they talked about Crimson Dawn a lot. And then he was like the figurehead of Crimson Dawn. So I think it's okay. implied that like Shadow Collective like fell apart and he started okay. something different. But who knows? I don't know. Like anyway, don't have dragons and stuff. Isn't it the same actress, right? Isn't that Quira? Isn't she like? Oh, oh, uh, you're talking about the what's her name from Kira? Game of Thrones? Yeah, Kira. Uh, yeah, uh, he's talking about yeah, uh, yeah. Solo Han's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, in Solo, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that joke she was, did not yeah. land. No, it didn't. Sorry, I didn't no, know there was a joke. No, that's fine. That's fine. Somebody will catch that. We, I think, maybe. Uh, so anyway, Commanders, <laughs> Black Sun Vigo, Gar Saxon, Pike Syndicate Capo. <clears throat> Operatives, uh, Maul, Boss, Cad Bane. Well, Maul, crucially, crucially, it's Maul, a rival Maul. Not, so yeah. it's not CIS Maul. Yeah. Uh, Special Forces, Mandalorian Super Commandos, Core, Black Sun Enforcers, Pike Syndicate Foot Soldiers. Uh, support the swoop bike riders that we don't have yet. So, uh, but sad, you know, yeah, one day. And then heavy a five speeder truck. So no real surprises there. Uh, it does mean uh, that the field commander option makes a little bit more sense. Yes. Uh, and then unit restrictions themselves. Uh, so this is a little different from what we've had in the past. But the it is one commander, two to six core. 0 to 3 support, 0 to 2 heavy, and 0 to 4 special forces units. Additionally, you get 0 to 3 additional commanders or operatives. So you have to take one commander. You don't have to take any operatives, but you can get a total of four of them. That's going to be kind of fun. Yeah. Which means I think you can do triple, or you can do double bounty mall. You know, if you have Grand Army style points. <laughs> the question is, is mandos. Maul with the dark saber is he counted as a commander or is he counted counted as an operative when you're list building? It's I would assume commander, commander. I thought right. Okay, I think it says you're treated as a commander. Yeah, otherwise okay. they would make that that statement at the bottom of this message redundant. Oh sure, because like I it guess. doesn't matter if they're operative or commander, as far as the your limitation goes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at I, like I kind of dig I kind of dig the twist. Yeah, so I, I guess the next thing that kind of concerns me is, does this mean that the, this is all we're getting for Shadow Collective? I think it always update it. Okay. I'm surprised I don't you don't see like IG88 here. Um, yeah. Considering so, like, you know, 
they revealed his box and I think they intended to reveal like probably a little bit more information if like the mini mini extravaganza had happened it would have been like they probably would have revealed a little bit more information there so I'm a little surprised we don't see like IG88 here or even uh I guess didn't or even again. didn't I mean were I th- either of them in Shadow Collective though no but it's pretty easy to assume maybe that IG-88 could have been like, you didn't see Bosk and the Clone Wars fighting with the shadow collective, but I'm sure they hired bounty hunters, right? Oh, good point. Yeah. So if I'm understanding this correctly, and I think LJ kind of alluded to this for a while before we got the actual information, the new units that we're all getting, we're not getting a new faction. We're getting like a whole crap load of mercenary units that all happen to fit as a battle force under Shadow yeah. Collective, I think, right? Yeah, it Just seems like, like the, they wanted the other ones yeah. we're about to talk about. Yeah, it seems like they want they wanted to release like this part of like the story and this is how they could do it. And it's So it's like, not really a new faction, yeah. it's just like an add on to okay. the side. Yeah. Okay. This also means that um I get to take <sighs> five mandos or six mandos depending on how uh, uh allies, of, allies convenience of convenience works yeah <laughs> uh i mean just the fact that i can take four like automatically is interesting yeah uh, i don't know if it's gonna be good probably not but i uh, it's gonna be fun i, th- That's for I sure. think there's some interesting things you can do with it like can you imagine playing recover and having five th- uh jump to speed three on the table yeah it's wild <laughs> or it's vaps wild. They, yeah there's just or, so much or breakthrough <laughs> or breakthrough bombing so run cool. yeah so cool but that's what we got so and we should be getting like the rest of the actual rules for like this new stuff uh tomorrow hopefully um yeah that's exciting um i'm excited because this stuff comes out friday and it's already like hitting stores last week so i'm really excited to, like, it all uh, already boy. i think yeah um i'm excited to start getting some of my stuff assembled and painted like as soon as i can i'm real excited i'm really yeah. excited about the other battle forces because we got details on like yeah. what's coming with these new essentially starter uh, kits yeah so we were told that this wasn't happening um, and now it's happening yeah so they dropped four new products on the asmity store the other day as well they are all they are all for the existing factions um they are basically battle force starter boxes uh for essentially uh the Blizzard Force, um, the Echo Base, uh, Invasion Force, I think, and uh, what's the last one here? 501st. Uh, 501st. Yeah. The art on the front of the boxes is fire as hell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, that, yeah. that 501st box, sweet. like, that's so cool. Yeah. You've got, like, Rex and fucking, hold on a second, I gotta mute, my dog's going crazy. <laughs> yeah, the art is absolutely fantastic, and, um the value that you get with it is too like it's 150 dollars for these boxes here um we'll go through the units that they come with in a moment but you get so many units that you can almost put an 800 point list together right from like right from the get-go yeah and the like you said value at minimum i think one of my locals uh calculated each unit uh based on msrp and at a minimum i think the lowest was about 250 dollars and i think that was empire oh really uh or, or I'm sorry, Republic was like $250 and then CIS was like $340 worth of yeah. units, yeah, which let's, is insane. Yeah, let's start with the CIS one real quick because <laughs> the amount of shit that you get in here is oh, crazy. It, absolutely insane. Um, so so C- uh, you go for it. I was like, this, so the CIS Invasion Force comes with General Grievous, so you finally have a way to get him without going through the core box. 
Mm-hmm. Um, four units of B1s, a single Magna Guard, two Droidicas, and a full AAT. Yeah, that's insane. Because those that's things like are what, like 60, 70 bucks itself. now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing on these, though, uh, to confirm, at least as far as the back of the boxes show, um, they, they don't look like they're alternate models. Uh, so it looks like they're a bunch of stuff that we already had that was just repurposed into these larger boxes. Uh, so that kind of gives the uh, thought that these are for newer players, um, which uh, hopefully means that they print out the uh, the command cards in it. <laughs> so, I, I think they did mention that we're getting command cards in the boxes. So like you'll get Grievous's cards with them. Well, I no, think... I well, there's like three specific command cards, like for. Uh, didn't it say there's like twenty? There's um, each of these boxes has unique command cards for the Battle Force. Yeah, that are supposed to be print and play as well, and I believe that that's still the plan. But we don't have many extravaganza that for them yeah. to tell us. So we we got like just... the art on three of them, and and so maybe some of the names. For confirmation, for example, in the back of the CIS box, it says you get 52 plastic miniatures, 9 unit cards, and 10 command cards. So okay. I would assume that that's the 3 generics, Grievous's 3, Standing Orders, and then the 3 specific ones that the Battle Force gets itself. Yeah, that, that's what I was meaning. I'm just hoping I don't have to buy a Battle box just to get those 3 <laughs> commands. Yeah, me too. Because I have that, all those like units. I said, it's print and play. Oh man, yeah. there's a lot of speculation about this uh echo base box then and how many miniatures you get in it like do you get four four sets of veterans and four mark twos and i guess you do based on the number here oh that would be pretty sweet let's uh let's go through nick do you want to go through that real quick because uh while you disappeared for a second we only went through the cis box yeah okay so i'll go to i'll do a echo base so uh you get uh leia chewbacca uh 3po and r2 Four uh, units of Rebel Veterans, two units of Tauntaun Riders, and one uh, one FD Laser Cannon Team. I think we were talking about this at one point at ACO, Josh, and like I added up like how much, like essentially for $150, you're buying four boxes of Vets, and Leia and Chewie is like over $150. Yeah. So you're getting two Tauntaun Riders, three PO and R2, and an FD for free. Yeah. And the value R2 himself the... is expensive because that's not that. Yeah, he's uh, behind a forty dollar terrain expansion. Yeah, the value you're getting in these boxes that alone I never put together is like yeah, <laughs> a lot of. I think I've done like six now, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the value it, you're getting in these boxes for like like miniature wise is nuts. Like, and this is easily you can easily put an eight hundred point list together with what you get in these boxes. I think, um, like. Yeah. Some some more so than others, but um, I mean, I wish that like I wish that they had made the switch to hard plastic for these these the Empire and the Rebel ones because I would buy them in a heartbeat to replace yeah. my old stuff. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, but I it's a really great entry for new players. So it's, like, for ex- yeah. I don't think it's meant for existing players uh, to go out and buy a whole bunch of models they already have. Um, it sounds like. It's in based on the new models. It look or based on the old models. I I really think it's for new players. So. Yeah, I have. Can, I go ahead. Can we make one quick comment that I think is one one that's important, one that's not? Um, you still will need to get either an upgrade card pack or the new tool essential pack with these, as it they don't seem to come with like your range rulers and things like that. Like these are strictly units. Yeah. Um. So just a, a side note there, if you're budgeting for that as a new player, like 
throw the extra 20 bucks in for the uh the tools pack so it'll come with dice and things um yeah. but on the website the average play time is 90 minutes ha. for the expansion boxes. <laughs> har, 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 har. <laughs> i've never played an hour and a half game of legion that goes full six turns though so. that's rather funny the essentials kit that they're releasing alongside the shadow collector i believe has all of the movement tools and all that crap it's like 30 bucks yep. it's got the so for tools, like barricades and um, yeah range for under for under two hundred dollars, you're getting an entire hundred point army. Like, yep, easy. That's it's such an easy sell. I can't wait when these are out and they come out like soon, like relatively speaking, to be able to point to like people who are interested in the game, be like, oh, which army are you interested in? Well, this is like a whole army worth of stuff, uh, and it's one hundred and fifty dollars. So you should get yeah. that instead and of it's like cool that it's thematic. Yeah. Like people don't have to know that it's a lot of value, but like, hey, this is this is the Battle of Hoth. Both of these. Or this is uh, what did what did Grievous invade uh, Naboo once, and then, I think, uh, and then the Dathomir he did once. he did invade Naboo. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. true. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I, I guess I guess there was Magna Guards there. Maybe I didn't watch all the Clone Wars. So oh, we're getting the oh we're getting the errated Grievous card that gives him Entourage Magna Guards because Magna Guards need more help. Oh, need stop. Them. Stop if I can't it. run four Magna Guards with my Grievous, then like, what am I doing with myself? Right? I'll um, run Grievous if I get to run four Magna Guards. Entourage. Okay. When are you going to have MagnaCon? MagnaCon 2023. Oh anyway. <laughs> Did you do the 501st box yet? No, we haven't done 501st right? Empire. Okay. Well, all right. We'll go to Empire real quick. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll run through Empire. Good. Yeah, uh, good. yeah, we get Blizzard for four switches. Vader, three. Wait, Vader. Was it Veers or Vader? They were both there. Okay, Vader so was on the ground. Yours wasn't on the ground. He was in the walker. Well, no, I'm, they, I'm reading our uh, notes. I thought on the back Vader. of the box. The yeah, box the has box, Vader. I, I took the the info that you're reading is right off the back of the box. There's no Veers in it. Uh yeah, that's weird. But no, I'm surprised. Oh, okay. Uh, Vader, three snows, two bikes, ATST. Sorry, I'm but, a little bit in shock that there's no Veers there. Well, like, how else are you going to get to 800 points? Veers is like 55 these days. <laughs> This one seems oh, like there's so like cheap. this one <laughs> okay, seems like there's bad. like less value in it like than the others. Um, there's less core. Um, it's got the ATST, which is like really cool and thematic. But this one will be like the you probably want to get a few more things to round this out. Yeah, I uh, I'm a little Veer. underwhelmed by this one compared to the others. If you threw Veers in there, I'd feel better about it. Yeah, I, I'm actually yeah. in shock. I when I saw the V there, I just assumed it was Veers, and I read it as Veers. Vader. I'm looking at the back of the box. It's got all the pictures of the stuff. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Also, speaking of back of the box, it has the release date on there, and we're going to be getting the GCW ones um, August 19th, according to Asmodee's site, and the Clone Wars factions, because my webpage won't load, is going to be on September 16th. My, so, uh, that's, I'm going to guess that the uh, they're at the, they're already at the uh, the distribution centers and somebody's over there like packing the old expansions into the new boxes. That's my yeah. Guess. They're just like <laughs> just ripping. They're just ripping there. old boxes open and putting it into <laughs> new boxes. <laughs> we couldn't sell all these snowtroopers. <laughs> we have bikes, guess. but no veers. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, just... the, the well now you buy veers. Yeah. Yeah. The five of first box. Shocked. Sorry, guys. No worries. <laughs> this one. Could you imagine if this dropped in 2020 or 2021? This has Anakin, two Phase 2s, three Arch Troopers, and an ATRT. 
Oh, it solves where thing? all the ARC troopers went, though, and why we didn't yeah. right? save them <laughs> this for is why, yeah. If you, if you went back to, like, the prices that these things are going at when, uh, <laughs> like, when they were all in short supply, this box would cost, like, $550. Yeah, I think I sold a box of ARC troopers for, like, $120 at one point. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely insane. Hopefully um, there's, hopefully by the time this drops, we'll have some, like, ARC fixes. Um, yeah. Because... I think this box is good value, and I think it really helps to flesh out some of the clone units that you may have and get you jump-started into the game, and it's super thematic. But there's a lot of units here that need some help. Rex would have went great in this box, too. Yeah, like, Rex would fit here, but, like, the Phase 2s are expensive and probably need some help. The Arc Troopers definitely need some help. We've gone on ad nauseum about that. And Gar ATRTs are a little either A, underexplored, or B, bad. So it's hard to hopefully... Sell. Hopefully we get some fixes by the time this drops because it's it's good value, but it's not great tournament-wise mm -hmm. or even like just gameplay-wise. They also announced the uh, Dynamic Exit Organized Play Kit over the uh, weekend. Um, this has the mall cards that we saw at Star Wars Celebration that they gave out with people who demoed them. Um it looks like it also has like a little a little like scenario specific card in it some two tokens we haven't seen yet um this one's supposed to be another uh i think it's a skirmish kit i think it's supposed to be like for like skirmish but i mean it'll be pretty exciting to see those malls out in the open i mean it's also kind of nice because that'll come that'll combo nicely with the battle forces because you can start like an escalation league with your new players as they buy the battle force boxes mm -hmm. put them together yeah, you know, maybe you start with a scenario, then you build to like six hundred points and seven and eight as they build and paint their stuff. Yeah. So I think uh there's some nice synergy there. I'm just excited that AMG is actually over delivering on some of the earlier comments because we thought these boxes weren't gonna be a thing. Like this is just all gravy and I'm yeah. super happy yeah. about it. And I think a lot of the complaints of people getting into the game, and the same thing with X Wing too, it's the starter box, it was never enough to build a full list. And it was a, you get a little bit of each army. Um, and yeah. I know they did that with X-Wing. They had the buying kits for the uh, Republic and the CIS that kind of came with everything to fly. And I'm glad they're doing this because now you don't have to have rebel units if you don't want to play. If you want to buy a core set and you want to play Empire, now you have entry. You have Empire stuff. So, yeah. so I, I, I'm really happy they did this. So same sans veers i'm excited to see him on the shelves i'm probably gonna pick up that uh blizzard force one because i don't have snows or bikes can you send I me the box i want to hang it on my wall no as art that box. the, the so art of nice. those boxes are so good so good yeah if you've got an extra like 600 dollars to spend you could just get all four and like put them <laughs> together in a collage put them on your wall <laughs> <laughs> just just leave the units there <laughs> just unbuilt. resell the units it's fine i just want the box uh, it's sweet art and it looks like the command cards also share the art of the boxes too which is cool yeah they've been yeah. killing the command uh card art for like the last year and a half now specifically so I'm oh yeah to keep that going forward their artists yeah. whatever artists they hire for that just do a phenomenal job oh yeah and should we jump into some some tournament info yeah for sure yeah we've got a um, uh, so aco is fresh in the mind and we'll kind of do our recaps in about two three minutes mm -hmm. um lso is coming up next month uh at the end of july uh josh and i will both be out there yep keegan will be there so too keegan will be there too so three of the four of us will be there so please come yeah. say hi um i know i'm going to be a frequent 
guest at the English pub that's right across the street, so you can probably <laughs> find me there. <laughs> is Keegan uh, playing, playing or streaming is, this year, or is he a uh, vendor there? Uh, he, we're all playing. Oh, he is playing. I thought he was he's going playing. as a vendor. Awesome. Uh, they're bringing they're bringing some stuff, but he's going to play. Okay, cool. Um, we got to meet our friends in Florida over the weekend. We did. We'll talk more about that. They no, have didn't. another uh, Luminous Gaming Open um, coming up in um, St. Pete, Florida. Um, that is on July 23rd. Um, Same weekend as LSO. Yep. But so if you don't want to travel to LSO and you want to travel to – you're in sunny Florida, you should go there, play there. Um, we got to meet Jordan uh, at ACO. He's pretty great. And uh, some of their players are pretty good too. We'll, uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that soon. Uh, we also have the Nova Open coming up uh, Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, last weekend of August going into September. Um, so that's a Worlds qualifier. So there are tickets on the line there for, I guess, Worlds 2029. Um, so T.O. announced today <laughs> <laughs> T.O. announced in the Discord that we're, they're looking to expand that up to 80 people because the wait list is like 32 long. Um, it's it's at 64 currently, um, but there's a ton of people signed up to go. Ooh. And um, it looks like they're just fleshing out some details there. So That's tough. Uh, Are they going to be able to get enough tables in that rapidly? Because that's, what, we'll 40 see. tables for 80 people? Yeah. I, I'm i not going to comment on that. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. It's yeah. two heats, so you don't need as many tables. Oh, so you, oh okay. I thought it was uh, like two days. No, so. no. It, okay, it's gotcha. a, it's so you only need 20 days. tables. It's okay. going to be the same setup as ACO, where it's like heat one Friday, heat two Saturday, okay. final cut Sunday. I'll say that, that's 20 tables in two months. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, from what I understand, uh, John Brader is a TO. And 40 of them, he yeah. says that he's already got uh, 18 ready to go for each day. So they should oh, be able to fill it just, in by then. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking I think he it's a matter of 40 like, tables space by then. Organizing and things like that. Got it. And I think that's about it for major events coming up. Uh, there's the Bremen tournament the same weekend as Nova, if you are one of our many European listeners. Um, there are 96 people signed up for Bremen so far, uh, which I think is full at that point, but uh, they will have a wait list as well. Um, sadly, I can't make it uh, just due to our exorbitant travel prices at the moment. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be at Nova instead, um, but check that out as well. You can reach out to uh, Finn uh, on the Discord. He's the TO there. And I believe London has their major championship two weeks after that. Should be the second weekend of September. So um, I know that's going to be organized and posted to Discord if it hasn't been already. Yeah. But uh, much closer to home, but much further down the road. Uh, PAX Unplugged, December 2nd through the 4th. Uh, I will be uh, doing the TO thing again at uh, in the... Uh, Pennsylvania Convention Center that weekend. Um, I don't have like firm details, but I was basically told like, "Hey, have another tournament, have a great time, do what you want." So, <laughs> so basically, um, you're saying it's the Nick Bodner Open. Uh, I'm not not saying that. I'm not not <laughs> saying that. No, it's already officially the NBO. It's stuck. I, I know. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't have admin power, so I don't get to. <laughs> Nor will I, I change, change it. it. <laughs> Um, I don't really have firm details. I'm planning a uh, two-day, five-round event, three days, three games on Saturday, two more on Sunday. Uh, kind of set up so that if you decide you don't really want to come back for the second day and you haven't done super well, you don't have to do that. And you can just go enjoy uh, the amazing convention because PAX Unplugged is usually pretty great as far as it's conventions so much, go. It's so much fun. Um, it's really great. Demos everywhere. 
Yep, there's like open tables for pick, if you want to pick up a board game and just play. They usually have like a like a game library with them. It's pretty great. Um, You're also like right in Center City, Philadelphia, which is a nice part of the city, and it's yeah, like there's like 45 restaurants per block there. So if you yeah. need to kill a day there, there's plenty of things to do. And yeah, yep. I'm excited. Airport's only about 20 minutes away, so it's just a new ride. Um, and but I'll have not a lot of yeah. miles, so it's pretty cheap. As soon as I have more firm information, um, but it's happening. Um, I'm really excited. That's the next big thing for me. Um, do you uh, do you need help getting the tables together? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you did. You ended up donating uh, what six to the front line? Oh thing? yeah, I left six of my children behind with Frontline, <laughs> so they'll be at uh, they'll be at Lone Star and yeah, SoCal and LVO and yep, yep. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be excited to see them there. Um, but. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do my part, I guess. Speaking of those tables, you handed them off at uh, ACO to FLG. Mm, uh, I did. Nick, you ran a tournament this weekend. I did. <laughs> it was it was pretty big. Uh, I do have to admit that uh, Ryan Slawoski is still the superior TO. Uh, I did not break his numbers which was the goal he joked around that he was going to drop on saturday if uh, if it meant that it kept me from beating his numbers at rock <laughs> i i call bullshit on that but <laughs> but it didn't come to that we had like uh, one of the one of the local like sort of local air group of areas like i think they're like north jersey-ish yep they uh had like a massive COVID outbreak so we had like six drops from our saturday heat Saturday heat went from like 31 people to like 25 overnight. Yeah, 25. That was a huge bummer. But uh They're yeah, all we had what we understand. Yeah, and that's that's the most important thing. <laughs> um I think we had a total of uh 48 players uh over the two days. Uh a lot of games played. Um uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I got to see a lot of people that were there last year that I met at LVO. Got to hang out with Josh a little bit. First um, time. First time. Yep, since he didn't come down to Texas last year, nor will yeah, you this and year. I'm not coming this year either. <laughs> Sorry, I think that I think that now that we've all met, that also like officially solidifies us as the tallest podcast in Legion. The tallest podcast in uh is it? Are we? Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't seen a lot yeah. of these guys in real life, so but yeah. yeah. That's I don't Fifth Trooper's pretty tall too, because this is the first time I've met Evan, and Evan was tall and Kyle's yeah, very they're, tall. They're, they're definitely not short, but we're we're consistently tall. Like I think our shortest is five eleven and a half. That's me. Yeah, it's the yeah. shortest. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what we we're talking that. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we uh, we did skirmish on Saturday and Sunday as well. Uh, you know, we had a really good turnout on Saturday for that. Everybody seemed to have fun. A lot of people walked away from skirmish like, I actually like skirmish. It's like, oh, that's great. It's not a bad thing. Um, I mean, it helps to play on some pretty sweet tables for skirmish, too. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Judging um, skirmish was a ton of fun. It's so relaxed. Like if I forgot what the time was, they're like, "No, nah, d- don't worry. We we know what we're doing." They're like zero judge yeah. calls. It was we on Sunday. Lunch Ryan and Ryan and Alpaz were coming. <laughs> like they were they were paired up third game, and they were they went out to lunch, and they messaged me. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna be late. Is it okay if we just start our own timer?" I was like, "Yeah, as long as you're done before round three of the main event, I don't really care." I totally <laughs> forgot to send them off to lunch too. <laughs> they just all kind of <laughs> you you were like, "Wait, why aren't you playing?" Oh, you're at lunch. Okay. <laughs> but uh big big thanks to uh everyone who helped me over the weekend uh too many people to name but most uh ryan uh helped me set up tables on thursday 
He helped me judge on Saturday. Mm. He helped out with skirmish on Sunday. Uh, huge thanks to to the stab cast guy, Ryan. Uh, and then these two guys here, Mike and Josh, helped me as well. Uh, uh, pretty much all weekend when I needed them, but mostly Saturday and Sunday. Um, my buddy Dave um, from Showcase, uh, he's not really on Discord, so I couldn't like tag him the other day, but uh, he knows that he is loved and uh, thanked him a lot. And then also uh, Brendan, one of our uh, locals, he also helped out a lot on Sunday, keeping keeping the skirmishers in line. Um, <laughs> when I couldn't. When you couldn't. <laughs> when you were doing your, uh, your actual work. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it was a great time. Everybody seemed to have a really good time and that was, uh, important. We, there weren't a lot of crazy judge calls, not a lot of issues at all. Um, it was a pleasure. Um, and I look forward to seeing everybody at PAX Unplugged and future events, whatever, whatever they may be. MagnaCon, you never know. <laughs> Make Magnus great again. Shorecon. Yeah. Speaking of Magnus, oh. Uh. I heard some CIS lists were really good this weekend. Yeah, some CIS. <laughs> yeah, lists let's let's really uh, quickly shout out. Uh, I think it's Goodface is how it's yeah. pronounced. He's on Discord. Yeah. Uh, his name is Liam Kelly. Uh, he's up from Florida mm-hmm. and ended up taking the event with his small single magna double spider list. Yeah, uh, ended up beating another Florida local, uh, yeah. Austin Miller, uh, in the final who played Dooku Triple Magna. Which after I chatted with him for a while and watched his games, I realized I should have just dropped my B one heavies and played Triple Magna instead of double as well. <laughs> Because that list is disgusting. <laughs> and he runs it incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Other um, lists in top eight. Uh, we did have some diversity there a little bit. Uh, Evan Bullris had a, a little Rex action with triple barks. He was the only Rex player on the weekend, and he went 3-0 on Friday, which was super impressive. So shout out to that. Um, Friday was uh, a sweat fest. Friday was super sweaty, yeah. and Saturday was just so relaxed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody was just having fun on saturday and that it's like uh, it was it was like night and day from friday but yeah the only yeah. words said on friday were judge and that was it yeah yeah <laughs> not a lot of chat <laughs> um uh, we also a had of... a bushman with his luke dlt list uh kyle dornboss with a vader dtf 16 gun line um and then kyle chan who's uh the only <laughs> Only player who was able to come down from North Jersey ended up making top four as well. Uh, he ran some, some Rebel Salad. Yeah, uh, he with, was there uh, last year, too. With Cassian K2. Yeah, second second straight year for him making the top mm-hmm. cut for ACO. Um, so they there's a, a large number of really good players there. And, and uh, also another one of our locals, uh, Corey Satil? Satili? Satili. Satili. Um, he was top eight at Adepticon as well, so he ran the same list there with his AAT double spider. Um, so he had a pretty pretty heavy CIS presence in the top last, four. Yeah, with, and then uh, we had three of them there. One lone Republic player, John Lopez, with a Padme Chieftain triple Wookiees um, in top eight. There, yes, yeah, so we had three CIS, two Gar, one Rebel, one Empire. Yep. We still in twenty twenty. It's, sm- it's a small sample size. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, a lot of the Empire lists unfortunately got knocked out by the CIS on the way in. Because uh, yeah, there I were two of them myself, and uh, I know Austin played two Empire lists as well. So it turns out Dooku is really good against Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, Empire Force users. Yes. So I think to Nick, did you have anything else you wanted to add for ACO? No. So I know Josh and I were just going to kind of quickly recap our our events. Um, we ended up yeah. playing each other in round two. So I think we'll talk about our two games first and then kind of talk about our game together at the end. 
and then we'll lead into our, our final segment. Uh, as you may have noticed, Keegan is not here this week. He's actually on the East Coast. And ironically, he traveled closer to us and now <laughs> cannot schedule timing there. So um, we're going to take a brief hiatus from our Help Keegan Win Nova event and kind of touch about something that is similar to that vein, but dive back into that segment at the uh, with next week's episode. Yeah. But Josh, do you want to get uh, want to get started on how your round one and three went? Yeah, I'll uh, start with mine. I, my goal was to go two and one. I did not, but I did the next best thing, which was one and two. And my two losses were against really good players. Um, so if I'm going to lose, at least lose to someone that's really good. So I, I was okay with that. Uh, my first game was against uh, a local from y'all's area, um, Travis. I think he goes by Honest in the Discord. Uh, he was playing Iden Triple Dues. Uh, I was playing. I was playing a really strange list, guys. It was a nine activation with uh, Palpatine, Iden, two Snowtroopers, a Storm, a Strike Team, ISF, Inferno, and I think that's it. I, I can't remember it all off the top of my head. Uh, uh, I was red player in that, and we were playing on a table that had a some pretty significant amount of line of sight blockers. So in that game, I fainted tax strike turn one. I deployed in a way where I was hoping he would push his do backs uh, to try and stop the tax strike. But instead of playing that, I played uh, entire Legion and just moved all my forces back because it was on VAPS. And because I had the unlimited rage sniper and he took the TL-50, uh, I could shoot him from range and eventually pick off an activation. So uh, he forced himself kind of into a corner trying to stop tax strike, which I didn't play until later on. So that went my way. Uh, it came, it was really close because he is a good player and decided to just ignore my entire army and just focus on my VAPs. And uh, I wasn't able to tap my last VAP until turn six. Uh, and there was a dude back there who was blocking it. I just was lucky to get three units in the area. Uh, so I started off with the win there. Um, the next game was against Mike, uh, which is probably the closest game he and I have ever played. Um, we've had wins both ways, but this was by far the closest one. And we're going to talk about that one in a second. So I'll wait for spoilers on that. Uh, my third game, uh, which I was sitting at one and one. So I was likely out of it, even though there wasn't going to be one, two and one who gets in. Uh, it was likely going to be the two and one who, uh, who won their second round. So it didn't matter as much, but it still mattered because I was playing uh, for Mike at that point because of his strength of schedule. I played against a Triple Magna uh, Snail V2. Guys, it turns out uh, Triple Magnas are really good. <laughs> uh, we played on payload, and uh, I made one mistake at the end. Uh, we had a roll-off on uh, Day 2 Will Suffer or Day 2 Shall Suffer, whatever the name of that card is. Yeah. And uh, and now you will die. And he based his, this was turn five, he based his Magnas. So he won the roll off and then attacked Palpatine, got one wound on it. And I was way ahead on points by then because I had removed the Snail Tank and the B2s. And I hadn't, I had lost uh, the Strike Team and that was it. And I was going to lose both sets of Snows and the, uh, and the Storms, but I was still ahead on, ahead on points. But I would made the mistake in his three Magna Minis that were left. I attacked him with a Now You'll Die. And on average, I should only get one wound off of each of those attacks. I only got two wounds out of total. But in reality, I should have just never have attacked him. 
because uh, there's no way those three magnas would have killed Palp there. And he was insulated by snows or by ISF that were also engaged. So his other magnus couldn't have gotten into base contact. So it was really a, an aim in six dice trying to kill Palpatine with four wounds. And so I made a huge mistake there. Shouldn't have burned an alleyal die. So I ended up one on two in the day. But again, Nick's a really good player. I think he was top four at Kanto, maybe. I know he's ranked highly in the ELOs. So if I'm going to lose, like I said, lose to a good player. And they were just small mistakes. Uh, Mike, you just got back. We, I didn't go through our game yet, so I'll let you go through yours. Sure. Um, so round one, I ended up playing uh, Brendan Smith, who was a Birdland fan who helped us out with judging the skirmish event on Sunday. So shout out one more time. He was playing a Vader Triple Do Magna Guard, or Vader Triple Do single IRG list, um, and he had a nice bid. Uh, so he actually had a nine point bid, and he was able to force key positions, danger close, and supply drop. Uh, which was difficult. Uh, I was playing Dooku double Magna and some like assorted B1 heavies and medics, so 10 activations be his 9, but uh, with Danger Close and the key position setup, he was able to essentially swarm me from the get-go with new ways to motivate the Dubaks. Um, luckily, I have Dooku and two Magna Guards who match up very well against Dubaks, especially with Cunning, and uh, I was able to take a Dubak off the table turn 1, take a second one turn 2, take a third one turn 3, and then uh, ended up trading essentially Dooku for three Dubaks off the get-go, and then I just beat the shit out of Vader with two Magna cards over the course of two rounds. Um, you know, They just kind of fist-fought in a corner, and eventually he fell by the end, and I was able to swarm the middle with uh, my massive B1s and the B-Extroid and snag the win on key positions there, two to one. Um, but it was a really good game. Uh, Brendan and I talked at the end, and he said they got a little too aggressive with his new ways to motivate play at the start, and unfortunately left one of his Dubaks out to kind of out to dry. Yeah and was unable to trade it for an activation. I ended up like losing three B1s for a single do-back, which unfortunately for him was was not the case there. Um, so that was a really good first game. Uh, I was feeling happy, and then I ran into Josh after lunch. Um, Team kill. Get to that in a split second. And then uh, game three, I ended up playing um, actually one of Brennan's friends, John Lopez, another local of ours who I've run into a number of times. And I made an enormous deployment mistake in turn zero, and played four rounds of I can't see, shoot, or interact with my opponent's units and conceded on turn four when I was going to lose intercept nine to zero um, because I legitimately had zero interaction with my opponent's units in any way, shape, or form and could not get to them. So I was pretty frustrated after that game um, and just conceded before I said anything dumb, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, so that was a pretty frustrating end to the afternoon. Um, looking back on it, I should have just taken the suboptimal battle cards and not taken i got trapped in a corner where my entire army couldn't move for four turns with the deployment um so i should have just taken a suboptimal deployment and uh at least given myself a fighting chance but i thought i'd be able to overcome it and sadly i was not able to um so i ended up two and one um going into the final round i was fourth place on strength of schedule and then unfortunately um there's a, a random one in one game that finished and my extended strength of schedule ended up flipping with the the fifth place player and I finished in fifth and missed the cut by 0.02. So Sorry. that was a bummer it's for partially me. Partially my fault. Uh yeah, if you had won, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um but no, that's fine. That's the first time I've ever missed a cut at a major, so this one stings a little bit. Uh, but you know, it's gotta happen eventually, right? Yeah. I'm excited. Blame to watch. Nick, he paired us up. Yeah. I blame I blame myself for that one. <laughs> No, so I'm excited to get to get down to LSO and um, kind of wash this taste out of my mouth there and get back to, to winning ways. 
Yep. Sadly, I think I'll be taking spiders because they just keep winning every event I go to. So yeah. I think I'm going to be exploring some some double magna, double spider CAD with like 11 activations on the super attack. I just have to embrace the meta at that point. Yeah, why not? They're really good. If you don't they take are. magnas and spiders, it's like, it's sure you can really practice list and do really well with it, but like practice a really good list and do really well. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely would have, <clears throat> I believe that I could have gone 3-0 with that with the Magnus spider list had I played at this, this event here. So I don't think that that was a, a defining moment with Dooku. I haven't played a force user in three years at a tournament. And um, yeah. after an FSI dud in two games and uh, Dooku going one for four and one for five in two games, uh, I reminded myself why I don't play force users. Yeah. But uh, Josh, we played round two. Round two. Really interesting, because uh, I yeah. think from it was a, a real back and forth game. Yeah, I think it heavily it was have eh, I would say kind of in my favor after turn zero. Mm-hmm. And I made bad. I made a mistake and it kind of went into your favor. And then the dice really bailed me out. And then it was really in my favor. And then I lost it. <laughs> so, so we ended up uh, yeah. we ended up playing a game of intercepts. Hemmed in and, and clear conditions. Was it fortified or clear? Uh, it was clear. Just clear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had the unenviable task of looking at hostage exchange in the second slot and deciding, do I want to play hostage versus palp lat three three or palp lat and ISF, or do I want to just try intercept and hope that my B ones don't get shot off the table? So I ended up going for intercept, um, and Josh very smartly cut to hemmed in because the the table that we were playing on. I, I had enough cover for Hemden, but I was very forced into one specific area mm-hmm. while Josh had some some abilities to spread out a little bit more. Um, so I felt pretty pretty terrible after turn zero. So I kind of clustered everything down in what would be the panhandle for major offensive behind a hut. And um, got yeah, lucky if you, a, the a entire square for what blue deployment is was basically just light cover, a light area terrain. Yeah. And so he I, he had to pick one one of the uh, wings to deploy his entire army, and otherwise it, I was just going to attack strike and then just remove <laughs> it a been lot a quick of game. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a very quick game. Um, <laughs> instead, because you deployed that way, and I was a little bit concerned you were going to go to the other wing, so I did deploy a little bit more conservatively, and I, I'm happy I did because if you had started putting units down there, especially the magnas, there's no way I could have stopped them. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of action the first four, four turns. I, say, I think conservative is kind of the, the word of the game there. Um, <clears throat> I over-respected your tax strike and mm-hmm. kept myself like range six away from you. And we didn't really do anything for the first three to four turns. Well, I, I think that's fair though. Uh, because if, even if you had taken the whole point of my list was I, you take a little bit of damage from tax strike, a little bit of, it's all plank shots until Palpatine's ready to be just thrown in the center. So my Palpatine's fairly slim. He just has anger versus speed. But the purpose is to throw in the LAT and then just drop him uh, pretty insulated because I'm only at nine activations and then just blow up with a now you'll die. So if you take a lot of wounds, even just from plinking, then I mean, I can remove most of your army pretty quickly. So I, I, I think maybe you could have deployed more aggressively, but it would have been a real, the dice would have, could have really harmed you as well there. That's too. fair. Yeah. So I, I think it could have gone both ways. So, but I think the, the big thing that happened is we did there, I think a key moment early on, um, I, my first deployment as blue player was to scout a BX speed three into my bottom right hand corner to edge out infiltrate on tax strike on that side. 
mm-hmm. and I left him. I left him exposed to a basically a range what eleven sniper yeah, shots. It's the entire far side, right? It was like basically as far as the table can go. Yep. But he was available, so um, I left him out there, knowing that I was willing to trade a BX to basically say you can't infiltrate on this side to tax strike. Um, yeah. So I played Roger Roger turn one. You played pole scan to get Iden sharpshooter two. Yeah. Um, I threw the surge out there. I had an aggressive tactic surge, so I tried to beef up the BX as much as possible, and I did manage to roll the the average two out of three on on the yeah. sniper shot, yeah. and then immediately run the BX away before you could pull the strings to play them again. So this was kind of one of those funny things, like you you know how I play, and especially in my four invader four of my invader league games, it's infiltrate Iden, and no one ever respects her DLT. A lot of people tell me, "Oh, why are you taking that?" Well, when you turn one tack, uh, pulse scan and then take off a uh, a sniper strike team because people aren't really respecting it or don't think of it, it's kind of a big deal. So you knowing it was my bread and butter, it was actually kind of funny. I was I was trying to put him to I was having him put silhouettes behind the magna and lining up behind Iden to see if I could see the magnas, trying to see if he was gonna think I was gonna shoot a magna instead of the BX. But the whole plan from the beginning was to uh, pulse scan those BX. Uh, and you rolled to average on it, and it didn't kill him. So, and, and then turn five, we—I <clears throat> don't know—I didn't expect you to play it. Now you will die turn five. So I was trying yeah. to jump the gun and uh, see if I could do like an FSI and a double the fall turn six. But I dropped Duku's one pip versus your Palpatine one pip on turn yep. five, and uh, mm-hmm. basically the board exploded. Yeah. Um, so, so there had been few wounds taken. Uh, probably three or four minis were taken off the table. There's probably a few more B ones. Uh, yeah, I, I think... lost uh, eight B ones going into the first through the first four rounds. I lost eight B ones. Yeah, and I think uh, I, what did I have in the center? I had ISF, a storm, and a snow. Yep, in the center, and you had a magna and Duku going into turn five, and then a B one because we tied on points that turn. Yeah, um, so we were tied at three. Three. You were up. No, no, I was ahead. Two to one. I was up two to. Three to two. Or three to two, yeah. Three to two. Yeah, I was up three to two. And so you obviously win the roll off on FSI and you get to do. What I get you to do. have a dud <laughs> for the second game in a row. Well, um, so. <laughs> I don't think the. I don't think the. Your dice. Well, the the lightsaber was a dud. But the. Yeah, so. So, yeah. so was the. Uh, so was the lightning because it was only two. Yeah, so. No, no, the lightsaber hit a lot, but I rolled all blocks. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you had... Yeah, uh, I rolled five blocks. <laughs> yeah, you rolled five blocks. <laughs> so I couldn't kill a snowtrooper. I couldn't kill a two-man stormtrooper... Or I couldn't kill a three-man stormtrooper unit. And then I did manage to choke uh, a, the T-21 off the of your, your ISF. So yep. I, I cut down three units, but I wasn't able to remove anything. And then, unfortunately for me, uh, Palpatine burst the speeded, killed Dooku with a Now You Will Die, um, got in a melee with him so I couldn't use my dodge. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't get any cover from suppression and then uh, was able to then shoot and panic a magna as well yep when killed, i failed my rally roll i went back before, gave so I felt three like wins Nick. yeah um so at that point i really thought the game was in my control and it was uh all i needed to do was keep you from scoring or just start plinking b1s because uh, you had a, another the magnas were close enough to get in uh no they had dove the turn before so i had i it was kind of a little bit of both. So the magnas that were in the middle had done some shooting the previous turn, um, mm-hmm. but there was a second magna that was diving. 
Um, yeah, there was a second. That's what it was. There was a second yeah, magnet so who was diving. That one was parked in heavy cover and was a little bit further away from Palpatine. So you decided to go for the closer one that was in the open. Yes. Um, the and one, then the I dove there. my magna. I dove my healthy magna immediately afterwards and failed to kill a two-man snowtrooper unit. Yes. Which really hurt. And yeah. I took four remaining shots at Palpatine with B1s and aims and couldn't force that single wound through. Yeah. Uh, so I actually ended the FSI turn without killing a single activation. Yeah, because after you dove the magnas in, I drew a special forces token and then retreated the ISF behind line of sight blocking cover. And he was scoring my back uh, intercept. Um, there was a couple of mistakes for me on this. Well, there was one mistake on for me this turn. Um, I thought I had moved Iden close enough to score turn six to move and shoot. Turn out I was just I was just a hair short of it, like th- two millimeters short. Which which would have made a huge difference because it would allow me to uh, either kill a squad or panic a squad that was further back, um, mm-hmm. or drop a standby and force you to shoot earlier. Uh, but anyways, going into turn six, uh, I think I still had nine activations. Yep. Um, I was able to, uh, I put, I played, what did I play? Uh, you played Iden's two pip, I believe. No, I played, um, uh, what's the, what's the heavy? Oh, uh, pin down. Pin down. I played pin down. And the whole reason I brought that was to either mess up some droids or mess up a counter attack strike or a counter attack strike. Um, unfortunately, none of your units were in a range where they needed to double move. Only one of your units needed to double move to get in, but my HE shells were down. Uh, so I couldn't hit that. I couldn't move and shoot them because I had to recover and shoot. But the big thing I did was, is I started off on turn five. I moved my strike team to defeat your Magnas, but I cohered them in a way where they could have been seen. I had an easy way to cohere. Uh, and now that I think about it, I know what I did. Um, I cohered them that way because I didn't want you to take those B1s in the center and double move them around to hit the hit the um, the guy with the binoculars and get in melee and then force my that unit leader to be out. Um, but even if you had done that, I think I still could have withdrawn into range of the... Uh, the intercept point. So that's why I held them a little bit further back, but I didn't really measure or think it through. And so that, that was my mistake. And it really came down to, you had a four, five man unit. One was a medic and then a, the HQ uplink with this, with nothing else. And a BX. And so the BX actually missed it. That's not the one that dealt the wound. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, no, I, it was I threw the single crit through. Did you block that one? I blocked it. That block. That was the block. Because you scaled and shot. Yeah, no, it was yeah. the six B ones uh, and the. Um... So anyway, so the six B ones rolled two crits, I think, and then I blocked one of them. So I was down to one strike team, and this was about five pulls in. I still hadn't pulled my special forces yet, and uh, I made a mistake and I activated the LAT just to take one of his B ones off the board, which there was no reason to do it that early, because uh, if I had not done that instead, the I would have been able to pull an SF. So anyways, he pulled his core and with that four man or that five man with the medic rolled four whites and one of them was a crit and naturally I rolled a blank. Uh, and so that evened us on points and then the Magnus were able to kill that last storm uh, with a wild hit. It was like eight hits and I was like, okay. I was like, it was the first time that the Magna decided to like show up hot and it's like, here you go, one guy. 
Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I better roll eight blank or eight hit blocks, and I think, I think it I came was, up with like five or six too. I, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it was good. well, it, it was it was fine, but not for a one person. Yeah, <laughs> squad. So yeah, Mike took it at the end, and it's one of those things that a lot of people will. I think we have a tendency to say, "Oh, lost that on a dice roll," and I I have a problem in these type of games where, and it's one of the reasons I play Palpatine because I always feel behind. And I know what my objective is and I don't lose sight of it. But I have an issue in a lot of my games because the same thing happened in my my third game was I was very much ahead and I kind of got a lot more relaxed and I made mistakes, um, which leads us into, and it's not quite help Keegan win Nova, but Keegan coined the phrase, I snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. So I think it's uh, a good idea to talk about closing out games. It's a good substitute episode. Yeah, good substitute episode. Um, and so for me, one of the big things that uh, I was talking to uh, Orchimedes after it uh, about about that very thing. And it's, man, I have these troubles in games where I don't seem to win when I'm way ahead. And that game, I felt way ahead. Uh, and he said, you know, the one thing you need to do, uh, in lack of better terms, you need to continue to step on the throat. Um, and now that sounds like go super aggro, but what he's meaning is you need to know what your win condition is and then continue, continue doing that. Don't relax because you have a lead and wait and wait for your opponent to try and make a win. You're not, you're not trying to let them win. You're trying to prevent them at that point and you just win more, um, and make sure it happens. So Mike, you have some tips on that because apparently it's not something I'm great at doing. <laughs> It's it is one of the things that I I feel like I am pretty good at with Legion is knowing how and when to keep and push a lead, and there's two scenarios that pop up frequently that I think <clears throat> players will struggle with a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and that's either a getting too passive and sitting back and waiting for the opponent to make a move, or b changing your plan once you've already enacted it, <clears throat> and I think it's actually easier to start with b because there's more clear cut examples. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have a Dooku play, um, and actually, at the on the top cut, um, Evan and Austin played a game of uh, Dooku v Rex on Hostage Exchange, and I think this is a perfect way of describing like how to finish a win. <clears throat> Austin made a really smart play early on and dropped a turn two FSI to get Dooku into Evan's clone ball on turn two in Hostage Exchange, wiped a unit, neutered another, lightninged another, and would be a force choke. And essentially gave himself like a pretty, a pretty easy win condition from the get go. But what he then didn't do is he didn't pull his army back. He didn't just send Dooku after the hostage. He didn't put one magnet in there. He kept his plan up there. And we talked a little bit after the game. His plan was: I'm going to get Dooku into melee. I'm going to chop things up until I die, and I'm going to get one to two magna guards in right next to Dooku so that they can try to do the same thing and keep one closer to the hostage in case I need to pick it up if a Bart kills it or, or earlier on. Well, his dice were super hot, and Evans were not. And that FSI, like I said, essentially took three units off the table, and then the Magna Charge afterwards took another one off. So he's in a position now where he doesn't have to push with Dooku. He can pull him back. He can just take the hostage with him and run. But he decided to make that conscious act of, I'm going to keep Dooku in melee. I still don't care if he dies. I'm still going to go forward. And he just keeps his foot down, um, like you mentioned, keep your foot to the throat. It's yep. not necessarily getting more aggro, but if you've already made an aggressive play, don't stop that play while it's working to then fade away just because you had better success than anticipated. 
take that yeah. as a bonus and keep going. Yeah. You and I both and, and that can be scary because of... like if you're yeah, winning so... and you lose your 220 point force user, like you don't feel good because you're like, okay, I was in this really dominant position while this guy was on the board and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, if your results came quicker than expected, get some bonus after that so that when you do inevitably lose them like your plan was to, you're even further ahead than you want it to be. And I think momentum's a thing. You and I watch a lot of soccer, and we always see it in the 70th minute. A team will be have a one one nil lead or two nil lead, and they get defensive mm-hmm. instead of continuing their game plan. And suddenly, the other team gets a lot of momentum and gets back in. And I think a lot of that happens in Legion as well. You kind of take your foot off the gas and kind of relax a little bit, trying to protect your lead instead of trying to win. Um, and and clear-cut example in my case is uh, I got too relaxed, tried protecting the lead, especially in the third game, um, instead of trying to win. So, And then another thing that's that's <clears throat> kind of plays into that, but it was more of the option A that I mentioned, is not getting too passive. Um, a good mm-hmm. example of this is like when you're playing Breakthrough. Um, and I had this happen to me in one of my YBTL games where I did get too passive, and I ended up blowing it because uh, dice are going to happen. This is a dice game. So if it's turn four, turn five, and you're playing breakthrough, and you're in this position where your opponent is pushing forward towards you because they know need, they need to kill something, and their unit's a little bit weaker than yours, and yours is full health, and you're just sitting in cover, and you're fine, make that play to remove the unit. Like, if it's walking across the open for you, don't just, like, move and dodge behind a wall or move and stand by. Like, if you have the opportunity to take it away, take it away, because it's very likely that a B1... It's very possible that a B1 or a B2 throws three crits into the cover and your armor and cover don't matter at all. And now all of a sudden you're rolling three dice and your red's just blanked and all of a sudden you lost your unit in the game of points. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't leave it up to chance there if you have the opportunity to make that move and you know further secure your position. Like do it. It's okay. It's we're we're playing a we're playing a dice game here, so weird things are going to happen and you don't mm-hmm. want to leave yourself no room for error in case the spike goes your opponent's way. Yeah, just don't give them the opportunity for that dice roll to happen. Yeah. yeah. So. But that that does come with practice. Um, mm-hmm. You will probably make mistakes early on as you're trying to like continue to keep the pedal down because dice are going to happen. You'll make a bad terrain call. You'll you'll put a bark in a position that you thought was safe, but all of a sudden it wasn't, and now the unit goes down and you're behind. Like, yeah. and and that'll come just like with game reps. But you can't yeah. be af- you can't be afraid to play the game just because you get ahead early. Six yeah. turns is a really quick game, but it's also a lot of time for things to happen, yep. especially with cool. the back and forth nature of Legion. You don't get to make all of your moves before watching the response. Like it's it's going to happen mid game. Yep. Oh, which is really, I guess, a quick side note. One of the things that makes a lot of the really good medalists at the moment uh, very strong, like Luke DLTs are very good at both pushing damage through but also sitting in cover and holding positions and and like the std spider magnalists are very good at sitting in positions but they're also resilient so you you should probably take into account the kind of list that you have if you do have something that's aggro and it's working don't stop if you do have something that's very defensive based like the triple fd double speeder list that we saw at adepticon you know like don't overextend when you know you don't have a way to to go about that like learn your list and being able to to continue to push that pedal will be useful. Yep. Okay. Nick, do you have anything you'd like to add to uh to that, or like pretty much? No, it up? I mean I think it was all well said. Um, you guys, uh, you especially do a lot more playing than me, so I'm on, I'm more on the other side. 
but that game looked rather sweaty. <laughs> I, uh, I, played, so. I would be lying if I said it was fun during the game, but it was very fun. Uh, the game. Uh, it's, it's probably the most anyone's ever seen me react in a game. It was really frustrating to lose because it was it was like I, I know I had it and it was so close. Uh, I, in a, I think the two tournament games you and I played in have both been that that way. Uh, yeah, we played the the LPL final with that that hostage exchange game, and then we had this one. It was funny. I, I was laughing during this, not laughing after the fact because during our game here, I know there's a couple time times on turn six where I like walked away with my my hair in my hands, just away from the table for a few seconds, and yep. at the very end, I know there was some air punches on your side. Was, you know what's funny? Also, of, we had a little crowd around us. It was a, an emotionally charged game. Going <laughs> going back to the LPL game, that was another one where I infiltrated and I uh, Cassian. What, what's his? Oh, what's you crack shot it into an arc into two arcs. Yeah, uh, and I play, I got two wounds on each arc, uh, or one wound on each arc. Wasn't yeah. able to take them off. It seems it seems to be our thing. <laughs> I'm gonna infiltrate I didn't even and try about to... that. So so the next time we meet, I'm gonna take off a strike team, and then and then I'll win that game. <laughs> well, if we meet at LSO, I'm not gonna have strikes, so we'll have to make sure that we don't meet there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you meet MagnaCon. Max. Yeah, we'll meet at MagnaCon. Yeah, MagnaCon. We'll we'll meet there, and you'll have strikes. So. But guys, anything you'd like to add before we wrap this one up and get it published? Um, See y'all at PAX Unplugged. Yeah, (laughs) go to PAX Unplugged and uh, shout out to Nick. Like, it's freaking unreal what you do for these events, dude. Uh, Thanks, man. You you have 20 to 26 tables of terrain. You run the events yourself. You organize them yourself. You get the prize support. I Yeah, I always have a lot of help. Well, thank you. But so with in, take in all the credit. just a little inside look on that, like if you've put together a table, I've put together one table and it took me several months to do and I didn't even do the printing. Uh, there were how many tables there? 26. Uh, I had, no, 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 no. There no, were no, like 20 just, there. Yeah, there was like 20. There's 18. 20 tables. Uh, Nick sends us images all the time. He puts a lot of work into this. This is what what would you say collectively uh, hours? What a month straight of hours? I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Like it's yeah. hundreds of hours. I mean, how how it many probably, day, how many days a week are you doing this? <laughs> uh, the last few months, it was like every day. I was probably working on something. Yeah, even for a little bit. And even for like an hour. And if like, you guys yeah. seen his tables, this isn't just like he's just slapping stuff together like real quickly. These are really detailed. Uh, this is really detailed terrain. It looks great. Um, that's why FLG is uh, taking some of his tables so it can go to events. Like uh, having a TO like this, Nick, that, that was amazing. Uh, it was worth flying out for, and it, it was a long travel for me. Uh, and it was worth it because those tables were some of yeah. the best I've ever seen. So, so props to you, Nick, because I know that was a lot of work, and uh, only you will know how many hours actually really went into that. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't count them, it didn't really happen, did it? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Did it really happen? Don't tell my boss that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, I think we'll get back uh, with Keegan next week. We'll continue our Help Him Win Nova series, and we'll have our new ROG for Shadow Collective, and we'll have like two weeks of list building with our actual rules and things, so I'm pretty sure that's kind of what the focus will be about Uh when we reconvene at the end of the month. But uh, have a wonderful night, everybody. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.